Hey, redheads and everyone else listening. I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrian, And we are nearing the end of this amazing season. And the we, best ever. I, I know. Swear. I know. It's been like the best year. I can't even explain how much we've loved this year. And so we're having some of our really like our favorite conversations to end this season. And so today we're talking to Stephanie Cheap. And because we have Stephanie Findetti, my sister, and Stephanie Cheap, <laughs> and hey. this is the first time I think that we've had two Stephanies, Stephanies um, uh-huh. we're going to reference Stephanie, our Stephanie, how to be a redhead Stephanie as Stephanie. And then we're going to reference Steph Cheap, our guest today, as Steph. So Steph, yep. if you are a regular on TikTok, especially Ginger Talk or Redhead Talk, you will see that Stephanie Cheap is going to come up. She is a singer-songwriter from Scotland and, of course, a natural redhead. She just passed 300,000 followers on TikTok where she posts about Scottish culture, her music, and, of course, life as a redhead. And we connected with her gosh, a couple years ago, I think when we started coming out with our product line and we sent her our products and she has an amazing singing career. And I think she wanted one of our Auburn mascaras for her music video. So that's kind of how we started getting you know, connected with her and we share some of her really great redhead content on our pages. But it's just been really great to connect with her because she's extremely positive And she is going to be talking mostly today, not only about her singing career, but about bullying specifically in the UK and how it was for her growing up. I think for so many episodes, Stephanie and I will focus on all different topics, but bullying is something that happens to redheads all over the world. And so for us to have a guest like Steph on today is going to be really, really important to just talk about those really important topics and also like we want everything to be super positive and we want, you know, to feel like we want listeners to feel really good is we want to know if bullying is going to maybe stop in the UK, um, in Scotland. So yeah, I think it's going to be really, really great to talk to her and just have her perspective on things. Yeah. And she is our first guest from Scotland. So that's really cool. Where they have all the Um, redheads. Yeah, like the highest percentage. So it would just be awesome to hear, as Adrian said, her background growing up with red hair. What's it like now? Just hearing her journey, maybe if you're listening or after the interview, you're like, wow, I really relate to stuff. And you can give her a follow. And it's just really awesome, especially with everything being so saturated on social to find influencers and just people that are spreading positivity and showing her her life is really cool. Her voice is awesome. She did this acoustic. I was scrolling through her page recently, and she did this acoustic song for The Little Mermaid. I forgot the name of the song, but beautiful. I mean, her voice is just absolutely gorgeous. So we're just really excited to have her on and hear, too, why she, of course, loves Finally Have Lashes Mascara. <laughs> So let's give her a call. Redheads, have you heard? We added our first hair care product to the How to Be a Redhead beauty line. It's called Finely Glossy, and it's a shine and luminosity shampoo for redheads. Like all of our products, it's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. Give luminosity and radiance to your red hair without color depositing. Redheads, we can now rejoice. Finally, there are products for us. Shop Finely Glossy and our line of brow and mascara products. 
finally have brows and finally have lashes at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Hi, Steph. It's Stephanie and Adrian from the How to Be a Redhead podcast. How are you doing? Hello. I'm really well. Thank you for having me. How are you guys? We're doing wonderful. We're so excited to have you on. I think Adrian, right? This is our first guest ever from Scotland. And with Stephanie, yeah. I think. I don't know if we have another Stephanie. Stephanie. Same name, so right? This is right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think this is the first time Scotland and Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. So we're just so excited to have you on. So a question we like to ask all of our redhead guests, what was it like for you growing up as a redhead being from Scotland? Um, it seems like there's, and we'll definitely get into this, um, the stigma in the UK surrounding red hair, but for you personally, what was it like for you as a, as a child? As a child, um, I want to say when I was, you know, first, uh, primary school, we call it, um, I don't know if you guys, I think you call it kindergarten and, and yeah. then it goes on to preschool. And then like elementary school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, until about 12, I actually had no, uh, bad experience with my hair at all and I wasn't even aware that I was different in any way which looking back that that really surprises me but when I went to high school I just had the worst experience and it really dictated my a lot of personality things in me through through life but I was severely bullied to a point of it's, it was very serious and my parents had to withdraw me from school and I was homeschooled for a couple of years until I could get into another school uh, that was a little bit more on the ball with bullying. But for me, it was just really terrible and I think that's what really, as I became older, I wanted to try and address this behaviour in people that is just crazy with redheads um so yeah it it was definitely more negative as I got older and then when I went into adulthood it it changed again and it turned out lots of people loved red hair so it's Mm. been really turbulent you know wow wow so I'm wondering so you went you went like so a considerable amount of time like 12 13 years loving your red hair right you loved your red hair you had no bullying and then all of a sudden it started was there a defining moment for you when you were like oh wow it's suddenly bad yeah I I remember like the first week of high school and I had my hair and like you know those little like almost like princess leah buns but they were like a little bit like bunny ears type Mm -hmm. thing very excited and again it was just never something that I identified as being that different it just felt pretty normal Uh, I thought I was like I mean, I am normal, but I thought I was completely like the same as everyone else. And um, I just remember within like the first week of being in that high school where there was lots of people I had never met before from other schools joining that I started to hear more and more people like call me out when I was going down the corridor and say things to me and rude words and words I actually had, insults I actually hadn't ever heard before either. Mm. Um, to the point I had to like try and find out what they meant and it was that anticipation of fear that slowly started to build in me that I slowly piece by piece lost my confidence in groups of people because I was preempting them saying something to me and it was just a sudden crash of awareness that wow I'm so different that people 
literally can't control an impulsive word coming out of their mouth. And um, I just felt very segregated and, and that just slowly but surely built. Um, and, you know, bullying strips away your personality. I think that's the thing. And I, I just wanted to be completely invisible. And that, that was kind of my experience of high school was trying to be mm. as invisible <laughs> as possible. So after the homeschooling and then you go to high school, how was that? Like, how was that second experience, basically? When I was homeschooled for a while and that was during that time that I discovered music. So I have no regrets that Mm. that was my path. But um, went to another high school that we had meetings with the head teacher previously about, you know, this is the problem. We can't control this. What can you do? Um, and he was very much like on the ball with, I will not let that happen here. And when I went to that school, I don't know if it was the area, I don't know what it was, but they did have a different approach to it. And I noticed that there were older people with red hair who were seen as cool. And that was kind of inspiring to me. Um, I always remember this one girl, she was kind of a like quite punk rock and she had beautiful red hair, but she had this piece underneath that was dyed completely black and it was super emo and cool and I had that I remember yeah I was not allowed it but um that was like oh my god oh my god she's really cool and so that was like almost like the first role model of someone with red hair that, that was cool to me and that experience slowly but surely started to um you know I guess start to become myself and music was a huge part of that and and finding my identity and when people seen that I had that to offer I think their view of me potentially changed as well because it was some, something of my image um but my confidence slowly but surely came back and that I've done a lot of self-work to try and undo some of those um some of the damage of bullying but it, it really is incredible in the UK the the lengths that people go to to single out someone because of a characteristic it's crazy wow i know it is so crazy too because the uk population especially in scotland the number of redheads exceeds than in like the united states or other parts of the world so you would think that it would be culturally more accepting because there's so many redheads it's like in ireland in scotland um and we've heard from throughout the years since we started how to be a redhead similar stories to yours of bullying really 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 horribly in childhood years in scotland and england and you know all of these parts in the uk so it's just it's really unfortunate you know adrian and i both went to a very small school on the east coast so in rhode island so if you like uh yeah like 45 minutes away from boston and we got definitely got picked on, bullied, but never to the point where we would like ever change schools. And it's just we were the only redheads in our whole school. So yeah. Adrian and I. Wow. So you would think that we would get picked on. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just. Um, uh, yeah. What do you it, think? I think what? it's culturally. I was going to ask that. I was going to say and stuff. I'm sure you saw like we've been doing street interviews. Um, yeah. Yeah. With Ken. Yeah. Yeah. And we had. um Ken today on who well at the time of recording but we had him um on uh and he's from and the he's UK. from Scotland and we also when Stephanie yeah. and I were in Los Angeles we we interviewed another person from the UK 
And then we also yeah. interviewed another person. Um, when I was in Brooklyn, we met, we interviewed another person and they all say the same thing that they were bullied in the UK. But then when they came here to the U S they were celebrated for it. And it was like a breath of fresh air for them. And I just find that crazy because I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. I would almost think it would be reversed to be honest with you. I would think that maybe we would be the ones to bully and the Mm -hmm. rest of the world would be more accepting, but it's the opposite. Do Do you have any idea why? I honestly have, I've really been back and forth in my head about that a few times at, you know, what is it in people? Because you're totally right. Like the most concentrated population of people with red hair is in Scotland and Ireland. Yeah, it's still seen as something negative. I mean, even, uh, it, I think I think it's very deep rooted in beauty standards as well. I think that um, it stems from the idea that, you, you know, blonde, is the most version of beautiful and like Mm. brown is boring and you know this kind of a thing I think it's very deep rooted and I think about it's it's insulted innocently by people without them even realizing um and what I mean by that is you know people who maybe have a mishap when they're dying their hair and their hair goes ginger their reaction is almost as if their all their hair has fallen out you know they are devastated about this this idea of having slightly ginger hair and then it's it's rooted in culture to sort of a laugh at it but I honestly think that um people will always look for physical attributes to pit faults but yeah as a society it's really wrong and people need to develop and grow and just realize that this type of targeting any group is really unacceptable and the impacts of it are evident in you know look at the generations before bullying destroys people why aren't people learning but it's definitely not like that in all all other countries and I know that a lot of my following is in the states and you know that's been a huge confidence and the opportunities that that's gave me have been life-changing um but I do often think like I wonder why it's not that supported in the UK so it's yeah. such a, a mystery to me as well yeah and you know what's interesting is right before um calling you today I saw an article that I didn't read the Prince Harry book but I guess in the book um he talks about being a redhead and how he really related I think to Jerry from the Spice Girls because yeah. Ginger Spice because yes. she was a redhead and then Ginger Spice, uh, Jerry, is coming out with, or is, I don't know when the book's coming out, but there's a redhead character called Rosie Frost. And, but anyway, I think she's promoting the book, but she said, quote, in this article that, you know, being redhead is actually very interesting because you're in your own lane. 20 years ago, you could have maybe been marginalized for it. But actually, if you look at the greatest heroes of our time, and she lists a bunch like Annie, Queen Elizabeth, um, Marita, Ariel, it goes on all redheads. So there's a stereotype or two about being redhead, but honestly, you just have to list all of our heroes and then get on with it. So I just love that because it's like showing that. Get on with that. I love that. Maybe there is a change, you know, 20 years ago as opposed to right now that it is um, becoming more, you know, everyone wants red hair now and it's trending. And I think that's helping, hopefully, that kids aren't getting bullied as much in school, maybe. I totally 
like wish that so much when i seen the red or that was the other thing it kind of annoyed me a little bit they don't they never call it a redhead trend they always call it a like copper or honey copper oh yeah it's not red and you're like you're you want to be a redhead yeah (laughs) right right like the new one right now that we love is um the cowboy cowboy copper. copper Yeah, instead of just saying dark red hair (laughs) or like copper red or something. Yeah, they always have to like put a little (laughs) twist on it. Yeah, that's definitely for marketing, I think, to get clicks on these articles, right? (laughs) And stuff too, I was was wondering, we have a a street interview that I was just talking about, but what she said was, her perception of why it's so accepted in the U in the US and not the UK is because in the UK culturally, and I would love for you to speak on this, she said, mm-hmm. culturally, people in the UK don't like to stand out. And that's why yeah. she thinks that redheads mm. are bullied. And I was, I was US, like, oh, that's really like interesting. I've never out. heard her. But since she's from the UK, that was what she thought it was. And I was wondering what you think. I second that entirely. Uh, there's a, such a... It's certainly a Scottish thing. I can't say it's definitely an English thing, but in Scotland, definitely no one accepts a compliment and no one says anything positive. It's something that I really admire about Americans actually mm. is, is that they're able to speak so proudly about their achievements and say it with like total confidence. And so you should, but if, for example, uh, someone was to pay a Scottish person a compliment about their hair, they would say, oh, no, no, I don't look that nice. Or, you know, it's this it's this sort of a fear of not being comfortable. Oh, it's, it's very okay. And how people react to the I feel if you were in America and you complimented somebody, they, they would have much more ease saying thank you um, because it's not a big deal. But here people tend to judge that someone would maybe be um overconfident by accepting this is all very much a subliminal thing that's in culture and and certainly something that just people are probably doing without thinking but to accept a compliment is is a big deal if you can actually accept it without putting yourself down and i think there is a definite thing of people want to be invisible and blend because standing out is is yeah it's maybe not that favored but to hell with that you know <laughs> just like yeah. what does that anyone um but it's a very very hard thing that that definitely happens in the UK I know in Scotland 100% that's the case absolutely wow 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 so what happens if you're like let's just say you're out to dinner you run into someone and they're like Steph, you look better than ever. You look amazing. What would you say right now? What would you say? Like I would automatically, without meaning to, say, "Oh no, I've been. Oh, I've just thrown this together. Honestly, I'm a mess." That would be what the reply would be, even if I didn't think. Oh my that. gosh! Yeah, see, in America, we'd be like, "Oh, thank you." Yeah, <laughs> I know. And then deep down inside, you're like, "Yeah, like I know I look my best." And but then you would probably I- compliment them back. Right, stuff yeah. like we would compliment yeah, like, them you back. You look so great too. Oh my gosh, I love your shoes or your dress or whatever. Wow, that's interesting. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. People always say like you look great, and they go, "Oh no, I put on loads of weight." Like people just always put themselves down. I don't know what, like I don't know when it started, but honestly, people put themselves down so easily in the UK. It's crazy. No one knows. Wow. 
And I feel like this is a good uh, segue into what is a question of ours that we wanted to ask you is you've commented that TikTok users tend to be nicer than Instagram users. And honestly, when, when I read this prior to giving you a call, I was like, oh my God, I kind of agree with that because I do see like all these great comments. I mean, anytime I go on like a video and it's really nice, same thing with threads, threads, people are extremely nice. Um, do you think this has to do with a younger, more accepting generation? Do you feel like users are just more accepting of their red hair on TikTok than Instagram? Like what's your experience with the different platforms? Well, I seen something recently which blew my mind and I can't remember the creator's name, so I can't say, unfortunately, but ultimately what she said is that the crazy thing about Instagram versus TikTok is people uh, who you know who should be supporting you, so say you announce something and they view your story, but they never like it, even though technically these are the people who should be you know, you're their claim to success in a, a sense you're, they should be saying, wow, congratulations, you've done so well, or this is incredible, you know, whatever it is. But what tends to happen is the people you know don't react at all. They don't congratulate you, don't, you know, like it, they don't comment. And this is sort of a created almost an environment of people who know you who just watch you. And it's an environment of watchers. And I just think that Instagram is a platform for watchers whether they like you or they don't, they're still watching. And TikTok has a more engaging audience who, if they don't like you, they'll certainly tell you. But in my experience, people only tend to filter the content that they like. And so they're mm. positive. Because um, of the algorithm. I understand that. Yeah. And I just found like such a huge community on TikTok. They are open-minded. They're encouraging. They're they are able to take you out of the bubble that you're in. The The music industry that I'm in, for example, in Scotland is very, very small and it can be hard to navigate. But to put that on a platform like TikTok, really restore your faith and your um, your art again. And, and you know, people you who never hear your music are hearing it. And it just gives you that little bit of outside um, interaction that maybe someone says the right thing and you think, actually, you know, I'm doing this. Um, but Instagram for me, I just think, yeah, it's a platform of watchers really. They, they don't tend to engage. It's a little bit more judgy in my opinion. This is just my opinion. Yeah, I yeah, think I agree. Instagram does create a bit more of a judgy beauty standard type thing where it needs to be perfection. Um, as where TikTok's a little bit more spur of the moment, post it cause you're in the moment and you're it's just happened and it's less about the perfection. It's more about the authenticity. Um, And that's what, that's what I love. Yeah. Yeah. Stephanie and I were talking about this. We were saying that Mm -hmm. it's really interesting that on TikTok, you would have a girl, which I love this. And let's just say like, we've all, right. We've all been through those years. Well, us redheads, right. Where we're like, let's just say we're 13 red hair. It's probably frizzy. Like Stephanie and I was right. Not all redheads, but us. You also have like, we also had braces and glasses and glasses. And I also had pimples, right? And you try so hard to conceal your pimples and conceal your freckles and conceal who you are and whatever it is. I remember even I used to always be kind of embarrassed now that I'm thinking about it when I was really young to like really like wear my hair wild. So I would just like always keep it back. So it wasn't like so out there. 
But you see people on TikTok and they're just showing off their acne and they're like, yep, I have breakouts today. And they're just showing it off, putting their makeup on in the, in the, and I'm just like, wow, like that would almost never be accepted on Instagram because it's just Mm -hmm. such like a fake, I hate to say like a fake platform of like what you said, Steph, like just having those beauty standards that are just unlivable. And then you go on TikTok and just kind of everyone's there just being their authentic selves. 100%. I think it's completely more authentic. It's real. And also, I wish that when I was growing up, I had something like TikTok um, because it's such a tool uh, to like to relate to people. When you when you hear that, you know, um, oh, you know, someone maybe ha- you have a condition and someone else has that, and then you realize mm-hmm. community. Um, yeah, like you're I, not alone. Yeah, yeah, you're not alone. I think that's some of the content that I kind of accidentally fell into was um, showcasing parts of Scotland, but. I, I realized that a lot of people connect with this part of the world, but maybe can't get here. And ended, I ended up creating a little bit of content of that, but reading some of the comments about how how uh, small clips like that can, can make someone feel comforted as if they, they have a family member with them or as if they have done that. It's really incredible. Um, and I think, that's, I think that's the difference. And there's also... A little element of TikTok where if you if you are worried about saying what you want to say or people standing out to the wrong people, you can have a little bit more um, privacy. You know, you don't need to post videos, but you can comment and engage and things like that. And I think that's also another benefit of that platform is that people can can comment freely without their followers seeing it and things like that. Um, and it's created quite an authentic community and, and people who are quite real I feel you still get the trolls here and there of course mm-hmm. that, yeah yeah it's not perfect but it definitely has a complete dynamic shift from Instagram and that's something that's really special uh, I think about mm-hmm. yeah and you share fun facts about redheads on social we love that what's your favorite before we get into makeup um and ask you about your musical you know, um, in case someone's listening and doesn't know that you about your musical career, what's your favorite fun fact you like to kind of pull out, whether you're talking to someone or just, I don't know, I think we all have our favorite fun facts, but what's yours? I think, I think my, the one that I do love is that we need 20% more anesthetic. Mm, I love that too. Yeah, me too. The whole pain and needing more. We've done so many articles and have had experts on this podcast um, this season, actually, and prior seasons before talking about the same topic. And it is remarkable. It's like such an interesting fact about redheads. I wondered, are doctors and dentists and surgeons in the US aware of that? As much? Because in the UK, they're, it's as if they're only realizing it now like a few months ago I had a dentist who laughed when I said I'm going to need more anesthetic and she says oh that's rubbish and then I needed more I was like lady help me out I can feel like yeah Um, yeah yeah. You, you know I think it's I've talked to just random of my own doctors like I my old well I had a um after having my son I had to go back under because I it was a long story, but I had a C-section. Then I had to go back under. My OB was actually like, oh, redheads typically bleed more. 
And the anesthesiologist was like, oh, a redhead. So they were laughing about it after I had delivered my son. And that was for me, my first time ever experiencing that. And I was 31 at the time. So Adrian, do you have any experience? Like I've never needed, I've never needed anything at the dentist, but I could ask my dentist. I, I would love to hear his reaction. He's like a, um, he's a dentist from Brooklyn, Brooklyn. I feel like he would give it to you straight, yeah. but <laughs> But I've never asked him. So Adrian, have you had any experiences? I've had one where I was getting, I was having just a minor surgery and the anesthesia and the anesthesiologist came in and I asked her about it. And I was like, and she said that she's very well aware of it. But when it comes to anesthesia, there's so many elements she was saying, like mm. the person's weight, the person's health. But she said that they definitely do take into account that it, it, it is a redhead. Like they do take into account and they have to ask if it's natural, she said, because some people have really great dyed natural hair or dyed red hair. Oh, interesting. But what I thought was really interesting was a few episodes ago, we did a podcast with a redhead dentist and he wow. did say that in his schooling that they taught him that redheads need more. He did. That's right. Yeah. Well, I so that. I was like, just to know that it is being studied in school makes me feel good. <laughs> you know, yeah, I like, like that we yeah. can like all make it up as like a community. <laughs> you know, like no, it is, like it it's actual proven. experts from around the world are confirming it. <laughs> I think at one point people thought, "Come on, you're not that special," but actually we are. So. <laughs> We are. Yes. Yes, we are. And we, I mean, not to give a little, um, we can go into, I was going to say, and we have our own makeup line, but it's <laughs> not to do like a little marketing <laughs> plug in there. But uh, we do want to talk about makeup and some of your favorites. We know that you wear our Finally Have Lashes mascara in Perfectly Auburn. Really fun fact, if you haven't um, heard, is that we're coming out with more shades, a new formula, and a new brush this fall. So really excited about that. But do you feel like redhead makeup has helped you personally embrace your red hair even more? And and then kind of a second question is, we're just curious if a redhead beauty line was more readily available in the UK, do you think that it would help the redhead stigma and bullying? So backing up, though... Um, how has redhead makeup kind of helped you or has it? When I discovered how to be a redhead, I can't tell you like the depths of the internet that I had been to. There had only ever been one person in the UK to bring out makeup specifically for redheads and it got discontinued. And it was a girl called Nicola Roberts who was in a pop band called um, Girls oh, Aloud. Yeah, yeah. I think I know her. Well, we know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she brought this um, really porcelain light foundation out after sort of a documentary into tanning because I think she had an addiction to tanning. That's what it was all about. And I, I was bidding on eBay at one point for this foundation because you cannot, like, you can't get it. It's been totally discontinued. Oh wow! Okay. And I, when I discovered your guys' line of. Um, products I was like like is, is this too good to be true but for me it it's the only um products that tonally actually complement fair skin and also you know things like the the how to how to be a redhead finally have lashes the auburn color is just 
incredible. I mean, it's a complete match as well, which I have never seen. I mean, you can really go down a rabbit hole trying to find redhead <laughs> mascara that matches red hair. And I just yeah. think it was such a unique thing to come out. Um, and also the brows as well. I mean, my eyebrows don't actually match my hair at all. They're a lot lighter and I have to kind of like pencil them in. But mm-hmm. most places it's such a dark brown or even their light brown is, is quite significantly dark against the complexion of, of you know, typical pale skin with red hair in, in the UK. So it was a really exciting time. I, I just fell in love with the products and um, I, I think to have that available is just incredible and certainly in the UK there is just no representation of that um I think a way to improve confidence in people with red hair and to prevent bullying is for them to be more represented in beauty standards in adverts and to try and um diversify these sort of beauty standards that we all see on Instagram Uh, I think there's a real obsession in the UK with fake tans unhealthy and people just mm. view their skin as not a nice attribute. And to have makeup available, which complements your skin tone and your natural Celtic heritage, I mean, that's just a winner. Um, and I think there are a huge amount of young women, um, young even even men as well, anyone really that, that would benefit from that. But to answer your question, absolutely it's not available in the UK it's it's really not there's very 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 little choice wow wow that's so that's so interesting maybe Stephanie and I have some Scottish in us because it's so hard for us to take a compliment like even when there's anything about our products in a call sheet we're like oh we don't like talking about ourselves or we just love what we do so it's really great but thank you so much that was awesome and we hope to really you know make sure that our line is in the UK it's definitely a big goal of ours for the next couple years you know we think that People in the UK write us every day about just wanting to have accessibility to those products. And I think it would really change. And we would hope that it would change, you know, that if let's just say a blonde or brunette are seeing that makeup's available for redheads at the drugstore or wherever, that it would make them feel like, oh, like we're also equal to everyone else. That's right. We have a huge drugstore here. Um, I don't know what the equivalent is in the States, but it's called Boots. And yeah. it's just a huge... Oh yeah, it's kind of like a CVS here. I think. I think that yes, yeah, Walgreens. I think Walgreens owns Boots. I think oh, so. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or Boots owns Walgreens, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I went into Boots a few times when I was in, um, in London a couple of years ago because I had forgotten stuff. But yeah, it was a great pharmacy. I guess pharmacy. What do you guys call it? Drugstore. Just like um, I don't even know what we call it. What do we call it? Yeah, pharmacy. I guess. But they they actually do skin matching. Um, oh, and, you know, and they they just kind of like laser a, a part of your skin, and and they tell you what shade. And there was this huge campaign about it. You know, any shade we can do it. And I went in, and the machine was like error, error, four oh four error. What <laughs> 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 have sh- like they were like we do- we have nothing, and I was like, wow, that is really. A bad marketing because I thought I was coming to my answer but uh, yeah they, they had nothing in every shade like I have done I can tell you I, it's hard because you never want to damage a, a brand in terms of if I was to take L'Oreal and do all the skin it would just wouldn't look good for them because they really don't have much but 
Um, it certainly would make for some good content for a laugh just to show how ridiculous it is <laughs> compared to some of these brands. You really get very little, but I would love to see how to be a redhead expand more to be more accessible in the UK. I think, you know, um, it's a market that hasn't really been addressed and you guys are paving the way for that, which is really inspiring. And I, I can think that of like 13 year old me would have absolutely loved it. And I can think of many other friends with redhead uh, children who would be like, wow, this is like something for me, you know? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank we'll you keep so working much. on it. And we'll keep you updated too. Yes. Yeah, we'll definitely keep you updated. We have exciting plans in the upcoming months and years even plans. So it's going to be really exciting. Of course, we'll share more. Um, and kind of to wrap it up, this interview, I feel like we could talk to you forever, by the way. Um, we know you're a musician. So tell us about your musical career. How's it going? What's next for you professionally? And any projects you can tell us? Yeah, I... Um... So I, yeah, I'm a singer songwriter and I think when the pandemic hit, everything kind of changed because everything got cancelled. So I just went on TikTok and that's where this whole sort of a thing was planned or expected. And then that I kind of entered into the um, influencer world, if you like. But um, I've been really working hard to try and blend the two because they are very, very different worlds. But actually you know that platform has given me huge music opportunities and um, I've been able to write with some incredible artists and really refine my sound and also incorporate more of my Celtic origin into a type of pop music that is like a little bit more inclusive of my sort of uh, origin of, of Scottishness so um, that was really cool finding that place and I've just been writing my album I have music coming out next year um, and also just some collaborations that I'm doing with um, some other brands you know that will represent Scotland and part of that music one of the 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 ones that I've been working with is they're actually American um, it's, it's so funny they're um, called Matador Network and they do all of like if you ever see the advert for like visit Dubai visit you know they do all of the visit adverts and uh, they do visit Scotland as well which is which oh, is cool. quite so, that's awesome yeah so I've been kind of working on like representing Scotland in that sense and, and a little bit of music as well with that and um I'm just I'm very grateful for all of the th- like the things it's a very unique path it's taken it's like influencer slash music now but I'm really just looking forward to authentically being able to be myself um in an industry that typically molds people and I think again I just owe that credit to TikTok because the driving force of that has been the fan base that has grown from that um, and how that- authentic the platform is I, I'm sure as we discussed has helped in your career we've loved following you too so yeah. it's always fun to see your videos thank you um, I'm just glad people can understand me at this stage, you know, <laughs> with this. <laughs> we have to, Adrian, we have to get to Scotland. I was thinking the same thing. We have to get to Scotland. And I have one last question for you too, Steph. So do you feel like, do you have hope that by the time you, you are, let's say 50 years from now, do you have yeah. confidence that red hair will be more accepted in the UK? Yes, I do. I really see a shift in in pattern with people's approach to it there are some teething problems still 
but um, the fact that we live in an age of influencer and uh, Kendall was able to influence a whole craze of redheads. Can you imagine being at high school and red hair was like everyone was trying to dye their hair and you had the most authentic red hair yeah. at the time? Alive, mm-hmm. But, you know, to live in that era where people's perception of something can be changed is really powerful. And, um, you know, I'm certainly on a mission to use my platform to address bullying uh, of any sort. And I think um, to see that you guys are, are doing the same and speaking to so many people and they're giving their experience, that insight is massively valuable um, to how people think about what they say to others. So I, I do have hope and I'm really, really excited to see um, the impact that you guys have on that change as well. But I am, yes, I'm, I'm confident that it's going to change. And I also think pale skin and and this kind of a look of um the old it's almost like an old uh fashioned look of like pale skin you know and darker hair or red hair i also think that is a trend that we will start to see as well um as sort of a tanning becomes unsustainable and people are more aware of skin health and so on so um i'm really hopeful for uh, a redhead future basically <laughs> So yeah, great. yeah, I know. So are we. And I think too, it's it's like the, our videos and series that we're doing with redheads on the street. One of the purposes is to show that like all these different experiences of different redheads in different parts of the world and different ethnicities and what was it like for them growing up with red hair and what they're experiencing right now? Because it's almost like, okay, if someone's listening to it and can really relate to that person, then they're thinking, like we said earlier, I'm not alone. Oh my gosh, this person had the same experience as me or is experiencing the same thing or, oh my gosh, I really relate to that person. And that's what's beautiful. You know, there's pros and cons about social media, but that is one of the most beautiful things that I think nowadays that you can kind of take from the videos that we've created and the videos that you share as well. So we're just going to, you know, keep rocking it like a redhead. And we, yeah, we got to just, we got to exude confidence. I know Adrian, you would agree mm-hmm. to this too. And show that being a redhead is awesome because who knows you could be impacting someone that you didn't even think that you were you know changing someone's life but it's the small things and I think yeah that's where social comes in so yeah well we will and we will definitely share I did want to make a note to our listeners that we'll share your Instagram handle and a couple links to your videos so they can just click right from which platform they stream on, if it's Spotify or iTunes, for example, and then they can give you a follow and see all your amazing music and your videos. Thank you so much, guys. And thank you for having me. I'm really excited and and proud as a fellow redhead to see um, you guys take this industry by storm. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Steph. Thank you so much. And we will make sure to send you um, our line when it comes out. Oh my goodness. I will cry with excitement. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Redheads, have you heard? We added our first hair care product to the How to Be a Redhead Beauty line. It's called Finely Glossy and it's a shine and luminosity shampoo for redheads. Like all of our products, it's clean, vegan, cruelty free, sulfate free, and paraben free. Give luminosity and radiance to your red hair without color depositing. Redheads, we can now rejoice. Finally, there are products for us. Shop Finely Glossy and our line of brow and mascara products. Finally have brows and finally have lashes at shop.howtobearedhead.com.
It was so great to talk to her. I think what I took away from it is her positivity and Mm. how just she's so humble. And I think that, you know, as we do end the season, I can think of like some of our really, really top guests that I just enjoyed the conversation. Like I left the conversation and this is Adrian speaking, but I am not an extrovert in the way that like I don't get energy from others, but I got so much energy from her and I can think about other guests that I have too, but just talking to her was like really down to earth and I can see us just being in Scotland stuff. <laughs> Hanging out with her. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. Me too. Oh, yeah. Me too. I can't wait to go to Scotland. We really have to go there. Brian's been wanting to go uh, for a long time. He actually mentioned that for his 40th, he either wants oh. to do Ireland. I mean, yeah. So he will be 38 this January. I'm airing out his age. And so he, I asked him recently, where do you want to go? And he said, I either want to do Ireland or I want to do Scotland and I want to play golf in Scotland. And I thought, oh my God, that would be so good. For, obviously, I was thinking for how Scott. to be a redhead to see all right. these redheads. I actually, it's so funny you said that. Josh was saying, we need to get to Scotland and Ireland to do interviews. Yeah, like they're just to get their perspective on things is going to be so interesting because they might Definitely. be different. It might be different than like what I'm we're so, used to. I'm so curious too, Adrian. We're doing a big family trip, listeners, to um, Italy in April. I'm so curious to see if we see any redheads. I know. I mean, if we do, we we will stop them and interview them and put them on Instagram. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's so cool to talk to all different redheads throughout the world and just to hearing their, uh, I think what I really like love to hear about her is first off how positive and what, how she really has turned bullying into being stronger and what that's done for her now that she's older. But it was really sad to hear it broke yeah. my heart, you know, to hear how she had to change schools oh, and oh. how different redheads, you know, listening, you guys from different parts of the world, all experiencing different, you know, um, bullying or maybe you weren't bullied. You know, everyone just has a different story is what I'm getting at. And it's really remarkable. And that's why we love doing these interviews to talk to different redheads from all across the world. So Definitely, we will include her Instagram handle in the podcast notes so you can give her a follow. And we will make it to Scotland. If you're listening, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm from Scotland. And we will definitely be visiting Steph. I feel like she would, I feel like she's someone that would also just come with like a goodie bag for, from like <laughs> from Scotland to give to us as we land. Do yeah. you think, yeah. Can't you picture that? And I think too, Stephanie and I have done some really cool trips where we like met people around the world. And like one of my favorite ones was like, we met one of my friends from college in Croatia and oh, that's yeah. how we were welcomed stuff. That's immediately what I just thought. Like yeah. it was like so we just pulled into this like small <laughs> airport and split Croatia and like our friends just like pull up in a car and like brought us to a cafe. <laughs> and yeah. it was just like as if we had just been there before. It was the super cool moment. So I think mm-hmm. it would probably be really similar. Yeah. So it's time for question and answers. Daily, we get an array of questions from social media comments, emails, and DMs. We thought that would be fun to bring it to this podcast, this season. So we're answering three questions. And if you have a question that you are dying to ask us, 
email us at h2barpodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram, TikTok, even Facebook, our handles, how to be a redhead. So let's get right into it. The first question is Kelly on Instagram. She wrote in saying, I was a bright red that turned a very light strawberry blonde in my late 30s. Is this normal? I'm having an identity crisis. Oh, I know. Kelly, it is not you. It is normal. Okay. Yeah. First, I think that so many redheads experiencing fading red hair, we talk about this so much on our podcast throughout this season, uh, even on our website. Um, It's something that it's either you experiencing your hair getting darker, more brassy, more maybe getting more brown, or you're kind of completely opposite where you're experiencing like what you are, where it's turning like very light, maybe gray, white, it's soaking in or maybe more blonde. So if you're experiencing that, you know, it is normal. Um, if you're having an identity crisis, you want to keep your red hair. Again, we talk about this a lot on how to be a redhead's website. So we can definitely add some links in the podcast notes, but it's something that you can do color depositing shampoos. Finally Glossy, our shampoo is great for helping to strengthen, add shine and hydration to your red hair. It's not a color deposit, but it definitely will give your hair that shine and boost if you need that. Um, you can try to do it, you know, at home, color depositing shampoos, at home hair dyes, um, masks that have a color depositing or if you do want to take the time, um, you can go to your hair colorist and they can kind of revive your red hair if you are experiencing, you know, some sort of a uh, fadingness of any sort. Yeah. And I think, too, it's also like the confidence piece of this is like, mm. I know you're having an identity crisis, but we've talked to so many guests throughout the season. And like, even though their hair fades, like once a redhead, always a redhead. So I think have confidence in that. And do whatever it takes to make you feel happier. So if it makes you feel happier to boost your red hair, do it. And we have great references, but do whatever makes you feel happy. And Kelly, know that you are a redhead. Yeah, that kind of answers the second question, Adrian. Renee on Thread said or asked, how can adult redheads increase their confidence? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a matter of feeling really good. I think that that's like my best thing that I can take away from people that I've met who have a lot of confidence is like, when you feel good, you're going to have confidence. So that's personally for me, like, I'll just give an example, like during COVID, like when a lot of us weren't showering a lot, we were at home in our PJs. I mean, I think I take that too, like that habit from our mom is like, get up, put makeup on. If that makes you feel happy, it makes me feel happy. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, wash your face, do skincare, do your hair, happy. do your hair. When I have my hair blown out stuff, you're the same. I feel my best. Yeah. And yeah. That, when my hair is not up in a high bun, yeah, I don't like my hair up in a high bun. I feel like I just look a mess. If I have my glasses on, that's why I can't wait to take them off every morning and just put my contacts on because I always feel like around my nose, it's like always oily with my co- glasses and it uh, just aggravates me. I'm okay. aggravated all day too because my glasses, like not to shit on my, not to, <laughs> but my glasses are like an old prescription. But then I just had a dream last night that I got LASIK. Can you believe it? Oh. But yeah, I always feel my worst when my hair is up in a bun and I have my glasses on and they're dirty and I need to like, yeah find my glass spray or it's just like I yeah or my legs aren't shaved like when my legs are shaved too and my nails are done I feel 
really good. Yeah. And even after a shower, you know, there's nothing. I know you agree, Adrian, like doing our skincare routine and it just, yeah. So doing exactly what Adrian said, Renee, doing what makes you feel good. If clothes, you know, having a really good outfit on that makes you feel good with maybe certain colors that you love. Um, like our mom loves scarves. She doesn't wear as many scarves as she used to. But I no. asked her one day, I remember she was like, scarves make me feel good. Because yeah. I remember like looking at her closet and being like, why do you have 35, 40 scarves? And she was like, I like them. So I was like, okay, well, if that makes you feel good, then, right. you know, to each their own. Everyone, everyone has their own way of boosting their confidence too, whether it's working out, whether it's eating good, whether it's sleeping in, you know, it could be just everyone's totally different. So I think, Renee, it's coming down to finding what makes you feel good. Yeah. And I think whatever makes you feel good will transfer to your red hair. So personally for yeah. me, like when I feel good, like my hair feels like it's silkier, it feels better. And then it'll just transfer into your life, your conversations, your relationships. So do the small things. And then before you know it, you'll feel better. Mm-hmm. And now the last question is from Brennan Instagram story. She wrote in saying, is it normal for redheads to have sensitive skin when it comes to shaving? Oh, yeah. I'm 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 dealing with some razor burn right now just from a razor that I have and I think well we talked the about nickel. this the nickel I think yeah getting a nickel free razor we'll put that in the podcast notes um but yeah, yeah the preserve is the only one I use and I know yeah. sometimes it's a pain on Amazon like you have to buy when once you buy the handle right you have to buy the refillable, refillable what do you call them? Razors yeah. to attach. Yep. And for some reason, I hate buying them. When I'm out of the last one, I'm like, oh, it's like 20 something dollars. But I know it's like four of them you get. So they last you a long time. But I don't know why. But I notice if I use another razor, the backs of my upper legs get really irritated. So Adrian, maybe it's yeah. cortisone cream. We've been putting it all over my my joy of cortisone cream. I put like that roll on. Yeah, I roll it on my on my legs. It's like the best thing ever. It's the roll. It also helps. It also helps me to get out of the shower, and I have to hydrate my my lotion right away. That helps so much. It, It really does. Like if I if I put moisturizer on my legs. I have like really no problems with itching, but I think the dry skin with the razor, the whole combination. Yeah. So, yeah. So Brenna, it's, a it's a journey. In, it's a journey. With it's shaving. a change in the season too, you know, but yeah, yeah definitely try nickel free. Um, we talk about this a lot on the how to be a redhead podcast. We have an article from years ago talking about nickel free uh, razors and how they are life changing if you have sensitive skin. Yeah. So definitely check that out. We'll include that in the podcast notes as well. Um, so yeah, we're just really, as Adrian said, like, wrapping up this season as it's been an amazing season talking to so many redheads experts you know um doctors you know it's just like the list goes on and on and it's been really awesome so like i said if you have a question you want to ask us um dm us that's probably the best way to go about we read all the dms Yes, we read everyone, believe it or not. So, and if you want to help us spread the news about the How to Be a Redhead brand in this podcast, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends, everyone else, everyone else to subscribe. You can listen to this podcast directly on our website, howtobearedhead.com, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to look at the podcast notes to find links with everything we mentioned and so much more. Rock like, Rock like a redhead. redhead.